All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I am Darwin. We got AV behind the camera, and we got an audience. My guy saw it, you know what I'm saying? But uh, today, we got the, what's your, Blanco, right? Yeah. The yeah. Blanco brothers. We yep. got Eric and Joaquin, man. Thank you guys for coming by, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it for having us. So, um, what do you guys do, man, and just kind of go from there? Uh, right now, what I'm doing, I am helping manage a body shop. Uh, I mean, auto collision and everything like that. And I'm an internet sales manager up at one of the local car dealerships up here. Uh, what car uh, dealership you work at, bro? Ford. Ford? Okay. Nice. Okay, and uh, you said you worked five years in the car in the industry. car business, yeah. So this podcast is mainly going to be about that, you know, about the car industry and kind of give your experience and your experience as well mm-hmm. and kind of help the people out. And then, and, and, uh, cause you guys commented on that podcast that I mentioned of the whole situation with myself and right. yeah. we're like, all right, let's get these brothers in, man. man feel, feel free to do what they did, you know, hit us up on there. If you guys want to like, feel like you have something to say, we just hit us up that way you guys can come. Exactly. Through. Exactly, yeah. man. We'll fit you in, man. So, um, who wants to start, man? To kind of tell their experience in, in the in the business. Um, I mean, he got into it first. He got a month a month in. So yeah, I went in for a month in the business. And I was like, man, no one speaks Spanish. There's just any type of car industry. Everybody's Asian or white on there, and so Hispanics alone mm-hmm. always want to buy a vehicle, but they don't feel comfortable buying from somebody that they can't understand. So gotcha. I figured. I was waiting tables. I figured I was like, I can't retire from waiting tables. Let me find something I can do. So I went in. Only, only person in the entire auto mall up in Edmond. No one speaks Spanish. Called him. was like, hey, they're hiring. We'll come through. Applied. Got the job. So we pretty much started right at the beginning of everything. And it was one of those weird things. Once you advertise yourself that you're selling cars, your friends start posting it and then People start showing up that you've never seen before that speak Spanish and are like, start helping. So you always want to help the people. But at the same time, it's one of those where they're like, hey, help me out. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them this is the price, and then that's going to be the, it. Like, I, I can't have help you anymore. And then they don't believe you because dealerships always win. Being Hispanic, like, we, we know how our parents are. We want the BBB. Mm-hmm. You know what the BBB is? Bonito, bueno, bonito, barato, barato. Yeah. right, uh, yeah. right, yeah. right, right, and us us selling cars and everything, man. It's it makes it hard because the Hispanics they want better, 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 better. It's like, I mean, how much more do you want? So whenever the, uh, they go in and talk to like a, a white guy or whatever, they they can't get that through. So whenever they see Hispanics and everything and they so they feel more comfortable mm-hmm. and they but feel like we all been to a dealership with one of our parents or something. You know how it is like, yeah. And it's my, my dad first saying that. Nah, it's just puto, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. So like that, that's the, everybody well, that comes through. And it's that, uh, that's the reputation. When you hear a car salesman, the first thing is like, these motherfuckers are going to screw you. That's just what it is. Like based on my experience. And that's what I was saying. Like my first car, man, it was a Mitsubishi Lancer. I wanted that motherfucker. It was a 2014. I think it was. And I wanted that motherfucker by all means. So right. I didn't, I was young. I was 18, went to a dealership. They made it look pretty. I was like, all right, bet. Didn't yeah. ask for how much was the interest rate. Then nothing. So you I had one devil. thing in mind and that was to drive out with that yeah, car. Exactly. Right. So yeah, yeah. 
So, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Where's the keys? Where's the keys? Type so, shit. as a salesman, you want that customer right. because they're excited. You know, you're going to sell the car at doesn't matter what the price is. You're so selling that car. When you sell a car, is the more interest you you tack on the, the customer, the more you get paid? No. no. So the interest that's, has nothing to do with credit. the salesman. That's, 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 that's based one, off your credit. That's one thing that like I want to talk about. Like people think the down payment goes to the salesman. The interest goes to the salesman. We ain't got nothing to do with that. That's with you and the bank. The down payment, like, you see it. Like, like you guys are basically the middleman. You guys are just... That's all man. That's yeah. all our job is, is to be the middleman. On there, so you we... You gotta go to the little office with the fucking... With the sales manager that's gonna yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah. like, hey, this is, like, truly the lowest. Or this is, <laughs> so, Shit. like, at the end of the day, you, you, you're there to work. You're there to make your money. But at the same time, you don't have to make your rent off one customer. On there, so, so the, the, like, how much do you guys make on, on average for a, a car sale? So, it, obviously, it is commission based. Everybody knows that, um, but every dealership has different percentages that they will pay their salesmen. I guess if you could just throw a fucking so, like, the there. average out there is like a twenty five percent commission is the average here in Oklahoma City that they pay. And then, on average, how much is the like the uh, a salesman? Selling, like, how many cars are they selling? Um, that just depends on so what kind of salesman the, you are. The dealership. Implies you have to sell eight cars to work here. Like eight, the eight cars, the minimum. We eight call it eight or the gate. Eight or the gate. That's how cutthroat the car business is. It's yeah. eight or the gate. If, if, if you, you don't sell, sell eight cars, eight cars in a month, you out. Yeah, in a month. Because huh. you have a total of twenty six working days. If you take all your days off, you're down to twenty three working days. Twenty four, twenty two. And that's maybe taking your days off. That's one of the reasons I got out the car business. And you you said you uh, lasted there for five years. Five years. God, are, are you guys good salesmen? What kind of way are you talking? Like, are you guys fucking, how many cars are y'all selling? So when I was selling, I, I don't sell now. I make appointments and everything, so it makes it easier for me. But when I was selling, I was averaging anywhere 15 to 25, depending on what kind of month we had. Wait, 15 to 25 what? Cars. 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 A month? A month. God damn. But but see, hey. see so like I was September the when the... were fat, huh? It depends it, on it, the months. It, it depends on the month. But it depends like, on the months. When the fair's here... That's when I would only sell 15 cars, 16 cars, because everybody's spending their money having a good time at the fair on their, or the What was the best month? Like so the best month to work at the at car dealership would be... December's one of them. December. Because the end of the year, you guys end are trying to get ready blood, of the... Get all those. Not, you're getting the newer models in, and you're trying yes to Yes like, and no. Uh, a lot of businesses, their accountants tell them, hey, y'all got to spend money. And they're ready to spend, hey, I need that truck. That's it. Right off. Right yeah, off. it's a so right off. They don't care what they're paying for it. They don't care <sighs> anything. They're just like, that truck right there, put it. So the slowest ready. month, you guys. Young Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, no, 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 it's different. Yeah, yeah, they're smart. They're, they're, yeah. They have to spend. Right, now they got to write that exact, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, the slowest month, what would you say is the, the fair? Sl- when the fair? When the fair is so in September. September. In the beginning and then, almost of the year also. January. Yeah, I think, yeah, January is slow for everybody. everybody. Like, yeah. it, at Verizon, is slow as shit. Because like, people it, are recovering from yeah. that Christmas money and yeah, yeah, they spend sure. everything. Um, but May and April would be like, and summertime. Yeah. July would be like the best. June, July. June kind of drops down because everybody's getting ready to go back to school yeah. and do all their school shopping and stuff. And then July. Once they start leaving, the college kids come through, buy their cars. And parents when they're leaving to college or... And when- how does it work? Because I know you go to a dealership and they're constantly... They have new cars and the car you saw that, that month is gone. So you guys rotate? So do they rotate the cars? On the, on the used car side, um, we do have a span of 90 days. Within 90 it. days, the car has to be sold. 
If uh, not, if not, it gets sent to auction or it gets sold to a different dealership. That because technically the dealerships don't own their cars; they're owned by a bank, and they basically are all out on a loan. Either if it's the new cars or used cars. So that's the bank. And the mm-hmm. bank owns all those cars, and then after, if it's a brand new car that we're talking about, they got a year to sell that car. If they don't sell it within that year, then they got to start paying on it, and that's whenever you can get like a stupid deal on a car is a car that's been sitting on their lot. But then again, it falls into those cars that nobody really wants. It doesn't have what the big screen, it doesn't have like all the amenities that everybody's looking for. So that's why that car's sitting there. You still gotta fucking put the window up. Yeah. It's a a base model. It's a base model, bro. But like (sighs) those are good beginner cars for people that don't, that have bad credit or beginner cars for somebody that's actually being smart about it. A little trap mobile. Hey, let me change this shit. I can't see Kato G. Let me just get it. This is distraction right here, bubs. Or a fine ass. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, shit. This shit tripping. So, what's uh, some of the uh, most disrespectful shit clients have? Oh, man. Uh, Get me somebody that can actually tell me about this truck. Yeah, obviously. It's because you never know who you're talking to. You never know who you have in front of you. Um, I've had, I mean, people that I look at them like, I don't know who this dude is or whatever. And like, we're we're told this is the way you got to do it. If we don't do it this way, Mm -hmm. then the managers are going to yell at us. So when we we talking to you and everything and like one of the always questions is going to be, are you going to finance this car? Are you paying cash? How are you how you paying for this vehicle? And everything, and then you get those assholes that have stupid money. Like it don't matter. I can do it whatever way. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's like you got to treat them a little bit different, you know. But at the same time, they got to respect you because I mean, we're all from the south side and everything. I mean, exactly. You got me (laughs) fucked up. It's like I'll let you talk to old Johnny back there like that, but you ain't talking to me like that. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, because it's just a lot of people think that since they have more money. Yeah, yeah. since they have more money, they think they, like, in a different category. Like, you can't talk to me, you peasant. Like, So, touching on that, like, like, we've had people from high up in Chesapeake. He actually, like, became really good friends with somebody. I got really close to one of the guys that's, like, ahead of the Chesapeake and everything. And, like, I I called him for a cool minute. I was calling him my dad, and I was calling his wife my mom and everything. And then, like, they bought a GMC. They bought a Dodge from me, and then they bought – an SRT8 Jeep for me. And every time that they wanted anything with cars, like, hey, Eric, you got this? I'm like, yeah. 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 And then so they moved like, They moved to uh, Utah mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he was still texting me and everything like, hey, man, how you been? He's like. What, what would you say is the key to be able to become that? Just be like, yourself, you, man. You like, have to be likable. If you're not likable. But yeah. you ha- It doesn't matter where they're at on the ladder of I make this much money and that much if you're likable and you can find common ground with them, just anywhere, if it's like with cars, if it's with sports, if it's with their job, you know something about their mm-hmm. job. Like you have to pretty much know a little bit of every single thing that goes out in the world to be able to find common ground with somebody to where they'll start a talk conversation to you. And then and you stuff. can't say okay. no stupid shit because like if, if See, they told you that they need a car for this and then you're just trying to sell That's it, why you got to pay attention. Yeah. So like the, this one. Like, no, no, that's no. your job. So your when, job is to pay attention. Yeah. Like that's what people don't understand. Like anything you tell me, I'm gonna use against you once we get to to the numbers. Hey, remember that we when we, we were first talking, when I were asking you what is it that you're looking for in the car and everything, you told me you want this, this, and this, right? Yeah. All right. Well, the car that you're looking at has way more, but you said these are the more more things that you want 
and these are the most important things to you. Well, yeah. All right, well, this car's not in that payment. This car's the one that's in that payment. And then they're like, uh. So you kind of just got to make You got to pay attention. Right. Yeah, so at the end of the day, because everybody says it doesn't matter what the payment is. It's all about how much I'm paying for the car. It depends or on the buyer. Realistically, are you paying cash for it? They're about 95% of the time, they're going to say no. no. So, so at the end of the day, what the can you afford monthly? That if you like this more expensive car, if I can get it within that range, that it's going to be like $10, $15 over, are you ready to buy that car? Mm-hmm. And most people will be like, yes, or no, I have to stay like, right here. I'll be whipping a caddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, on that too is like... Uh, the a lot of people are concerned about the monthly and i've seen it my brother's in the market for a car but he's like uh just worried about the monthly i'm like you need to worry about the overall price See, more than anything that's one thing i wanted to talk about is like it's easy if you can do simple math it's easy to buy a car right like people make it so complicated like you can't go on google literally you can go on google right now and okay, type in google. car payment car car payment calculator literally the only thing you're not going to know is going to be what interest rate you're going to qualify for but other than that, everything's there. So but if you're looking, that like the most important part, the most a yes and no, right? Yeah, for sure. yes and like no. That, that's the extra money you're paying. Correct. But so what you do is, well, we'll put an example: twenty thousand dollar car. You do twenty thousand divided by how many months are you gonna per, uh, do on that loan? So typically, it's gonna be seventy two months that everybody's gonna do on the loan, car loan, and everything. Seventy two months. But I mean, if you can afford. Bigger payments is going to be smaller uh, smaller amounts, 48 months, 60 months, and everything from there. So if you do literally right now on the calculator, 20,000 divided by 72 months, you're going to get a number. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but you get that number. You add interest rate. What interest rate do you qualify for? That's the what part. Like, what am I going to qualify for? Now, if you know that you have good credit, or if you know you have bad credit, or if you have no credit, you can look at programs all across. Like you can get on Tinker's website, first time buyer program. What mm-hmm. do they what do they offer? Usually it's going to be like ten percent. I mean, people are like, oh, well, that's a high interest rate. It's a high interest rate because they don't even know if you can pay that stuff back yet. So of course it's going to be higher. You're not going to qualify for the best interest rate out there if you haven't even put in your time. You got to work. Mm-hmm. You got to wait. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they start you off with a ten percent interest rate or whatever. So then you add that ten percent interest rate onto the to the math that we just did. From the 20 divided by 72 months, divide, add the interest rate, that's your payment. And people make it so hard, like, oh, well, where's all these numbers? Like, it's math, simple math. There's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And then, so then the other thing that goes into it is, like, every 1000 that you put down is typically, what, 10 15 to 20 bucks, depending yeah. on the rate. That's, that's all you're getting out of it. So if you can afford to pay an extra $15, $20 a month, why are you going to go and put $1,000 down? Why are you going to put 2000 3000 But, I mean, if you put three, I would say if you're going to put more than $5,000 down, then go ahead because that's actually going to make a difference in your payment. But if you're only putting, like, $1,000 down, bro, keep that money, and you're going to use that for your tags, first of all. Yeah, to get that. And then yeah. just save yourself $15, $20. You're going to make that real quick. So I'm pretty sure you guys got that a lot where people got a, an expensive car, working like a regular job like in a debt for a car or truck that was super expensive yes or no the bank won't allow it so it goes depth of, depth of yeah. income oh, okay. so, you're so they calculate income. that so shit. yeah so they calculate it to where you can only have this much going out for a car payment so a car payment uh, they allow 35 to 40 percent to go to a car payment 
The rest of it is for your house, your bills, your food. If you, they'll tell you, okay, you have this much buying power, about $700 of buying power a month to buy a car. You can max out and buy a car that's worth $700 a month if you want, or you can buy a 300 400 car. But then if you max out, your debt to income goes higher to where if you want to get a credit card, if you want to buy a house or whatever, nope. that limits to what you can actually buy or your chances of getting approved. So that's the other thing that goes into play when you get into getting a loan for it is the banks look at what your debt to income is already before they give you an approval. If you, We've had customers that get declined at 800 because they're already, like, at that, they only have 5% available to buy another car because they have two credit cards. 800 credit score, but they, they can only... But they can, and they make the They're money, but, they, but they, the yeah, like, yeah, exactly they on payments. Three thousand dollar house houses. They've got two thousand dollars worth of cars going out, and then plus all their bills. And, yeah, I think my sweet spot is anywhere from three hundred to four hundred dollars a month for a car. Obviously, I'm looking at the overall price, but that's my sweet spot for now. You know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. See, I get the luxury is nice to have on the features and this and that. But if the car can take me from point A to point B, I'm happy with that and shit. And I like cars. If you're not making no real fucking money, why right. are you trying to stunt? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that's one thing we ran into yeah, all, all the time. If you ain't saw, don't stunt. <laughs> <laughs> but like the biggest thing is you'll have those customers that come in like, I only want BMW, Lexus, and... You try to explain to them like these cars are break. nice and all. They but break. after eighty oh. to ninety thousand miles, it's the worst is, is car that, to own. That's what B, like I've heard that with BMWs. BMW oh, have a bad rap. Oh no, so, ask him. <laughs> so, so they it, the Shit. in the car business, everybody's like BMW broke man's <clears throat> wallet. Ah, and they're like there. they're nice. I like the 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 you know all the the technology. The if you think about it, what it's BMW and Mercedes, they. Like years ago, 10 years ago, they had the technology that cars now have. So, yeah. like, they've always been innovating and doing this all fancy BMWs shit. Good if you buy the expensive, expensive yeah. the, the ones that are cheap, they don't live. <laughs> so, yeah, cheap true. BMWs and then. Yeah, I mean, like that, you buy what you get or you pay for what you get. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is when, yeah. they, when you buy a 100,000 mile luxury car over. Shh. So like a hundred thousand mile cars you want to buy are the Toyotas, the Camrys, the Honda, on their um, Mazdas from time to time. Yeah. They, they, they make some really great cars, and those are the ones that are last like, inexpensive. So if you if you pay attention, like if you if you see all these like Asians or every or white Toyota guys, and Toyota yeah. Hondas, that's me. They last forever. That's, like yeah. you, we we would get cars in, trade it in, and everything. Like this is the other thing that you don't ever know who you're talking to because you see them pull up. And this bookie ass Honda pulling up. God damn, I'm gonna waste my time. You see this dude get out the car and everything comes up talking to you and everything, and you end up finding out that he owns this, yeah. this, this, this. It's like ah, they just want reliability exactly. at that point. Like it, they, yeah, they they ain't worried about showing off to anybody. Right. They they ain't worried about none of that. And it's like you've had that guy that shows up in overalls and no shirt pull up by anything, anything he, he wants, wants an entire dealership, anything he wants. And as soon as if. You don't even talk to him or anything. He gets up, leaves. Someone else comes out, talks to him. And I've had it happen before. We're like, oh, I'm not even going to talk to that guy. He, he yeah. redneck. He ain't going to talk to me at all. Yeah. And Turns out he wants no, to buy no, some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, well, nobody goes out and talks to him because they're like, oh, nah, he can't afford shit. He pulled up in a 
98 We're Chevy. quick to judge, huh? We and fucking quick everybody to judge. in the in the yeah. in the cells. I mean, yeah. you see it too. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure because sure. yeah. y'all got all those windows right there. Y'all like, man, this motherfucker came. Yeah, like, he can't uh, buy no cheese for a whopper. But then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then you go and talk to him. He's like, man, let me just go do my due diligence and go see what he's about. What what is, what I can actually help him. Find so, out, like, but that's like yeah, I'm trying to buy three for the farm. I got this, this. If I can keep it within this budget, I don't need all the fancy stuff. I wow. just need to write work. a check for it right now, too. Right, Bet. sign me up. Like, yeah, we're quick with it, and it's uh, and when you see the guy pulling up on this fancy car, he's the one that's broke. Hey, can you give me a discount man, he, on this? Yeah. He's the dick, he's yeah, that yeah. dick, bro. Like, we, we've man, had people, fuck, I see that as a barber. <laughs> like really bro You fucking tripping on Five bucks and Man Pulled up in a fucking Yeah expensive ass whip Or they pull up in there And lifted ass trucks yeah. With all the Yeah No actually some of those Lifted truck motherfuckers Are pretty They uh, good uh, At least the ones I know Yeah they yeah, they, they got Eric, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 There's exactly. a couple uh, There's a couple yeah. that do Yeah they afford They can afford those trucks And they, they're making bank Pretty right, much right. But What What do you think it is. Is it the way it's advertised to like, hey, it's okay to get in debt, to get in debt, That's, to get in debt? Ain't that part of like the American dream or right. something like that? It, I had this question but, for you guys. Do you up? guys like look at it that way? Like, let's say somebody comes in and you already know that they're que están hasta la verga in debt, and then you guys can still prove them for some shit. Like, do you still just? So, sell them the car and then you don't really give a fuck about that like you're like well if they want it, it, right? like, it exactly like the, the thing is who are you to tell them like no you're in debt we're, we're an establishment right you're coming to us we're not going out to look for you but like, you're coming with a need like whenever uh, you, you put in a lead you, you put in how a we lead? get your number if, for instance you you're looking for there. a car and you want a Ford F-150 and you're shopping on my website and you're like well I want to know more about this car does it have this option does it have that let me ask them so your information, you put in your information so someone can call you and let you know that, hey, it does have 4x4, four four, it does have this. Uh, cool. Well, I want to come look at it tomorrow. That's what I do on there. So I'll call yeah, he's the, he's the motherfucker you know. that annoying as hell, calling you, calling you. If you don't answer That's today, his department. I'll call you tomorrow. If you don't answer tomorrow, I'll send you a text. If you don't answer, I'll call you. I'll send you an email every single day he, until you tell me, hey, I already bought a truck. Hey, stop I'm it. sorry. Stop, stop it. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't answer, you don't tell me nothing, then I'm going to keep doing my job to have you come on. Not only that, they also have a system that shows you whenever you're back on their website. On their, so, so if, if you tell me, hey, no, I'm, I'm done, but then two days later you're on my website and tells me you're on there. They get like a notification. Six, seven times. AV but, is hey, on bro, your website. Um, <laughs> I, I just uh, Grant Cardone said no interest is a level of interest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, so you know Grant Car- awesome. Grant Cardone is one of like the best guys sales. in sales. Period. He started an automobile. He started an automobile. He he started an automotive commission. He gets a lot of dirt because he's a cocky ass. He's no, cocky. Not, not. Shit that he's been doing lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, buying a, a jet? No, no, well, no, no. What do you he, do? He's what he's doing with this. Uh, You're gonna be disappointed in Uncle G, but yeah, <laughs> with his daughter. So, so his his uh, university. What is it? The Grand Cardone University. So he's pretty much telling the people to give them money so he can invest, invest into the give, housing. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's a big failure. You know more information about that, so can you kind of... There's some videos out there. Just put, like, Grant Cardone exposed and they go through it. Bro, I saw... I it. still fuck with Grant Cardone. Like, I the, learned, I've learned. The 10X, uh, mm-hmm. the 10X, 10X program. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. So, but like... The, I feel like a lot of his uh, advice is kind of, like, it can be kind of irresponsible. It's, so, like, the S newer him. So, more, like, for the car business to, like, do the training and stuff, 
that you have to go back a few years when he was actually in the car business and talking mostly about cars. Now he's all about the mortgage and buying houses and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So yeah. like the the back in the day ones, he would have he would sell customers all over the phone and be like, you know who this is. I've seen videos. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube where he's literally walking through his building and everything. And then they're selling the program, you know, that, hey, do you want Greg Cardone to come to your dealership? Or we got people that fly out to your dealership and everything. Mm -hmm. He's on the phone with these people. One of his salesmen is. And then he he grabs the phone. He's like, well, what's going on? He puts it on pause. You seen it? He puts it on pause. He's like, what's going on? And he tells him, he's like, all right, answer the phone. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? And then he's like, they recognize his voice right away. They're like, oh, this is Grant Cardone. He's like, it don't matter who it is. Are you in or are you at? This is what it's going to do for your business. Are you in or are you out? And he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, like, and I'm gonna tell you what, dude. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna tell you what. He's like, it ain't about $5. If you're worried about $5, don't even buy it. He's like, if if that's what you're wanting, don't even buy it. So are you in or are you out? And he's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. He's like, all right, cool. And just, you just got closed by Grant Cardone. And then he's like, here, get his credit card information. Let's go. It's like, dude, that, that motherfucker can close. So like you you have to believe in yourself though. So, okay. So basically this is what the understanding I got. The people that were signing up to his university, he was basically telling them how you're going to get rich is by giving me your money. So I can, I can invest in the apartments. uh, His apartment complexes that he buys, but that was the whole thing. Like, like people got into Grant Cardone university thinking, Oh, this dude's going to teach me some crazy shit. And really, see, I ain't never bought any of the programs. Give me your money. (laughs) (laughs) I was gifted his programs yeah, by somebody. Yeah, really we were. What it was, it was a lot of young motherfuckers that were brainwashed by his ass because he was just that old dude that, like, we were like, confidence. Like, uncle, like, like that's we, your like, uncle. That's, that's those type of videos that you're talking about, that I, like, we were mind blown. Like, oh, oh shit, shit. He, he closed it just like that. Like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I uh, read his book, "The Soldier Be Sold," and. That he sold me, you, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it taught me some shit. So we, uh, he's pretty good with that. Yeah, on that aspect and shit. So I went to uh, Robert. What's his name? The rich dad, poor dad dude. Have you? Are you guys familiar? Robert with Kawasaki. Yes, no, I'm not. I went to one of his seminars. Like they hold those free seminars at mm-hmm. like hotels and shit. My Greg Cardone's are expensive. Those salesmen, bro, they're savages. They'll come up to you and they're like, uh, they kind of give you like a little uh, spill, and they're like. In order for your, us to give you the everything, you got to pay. Yeah. But they come to you with like, they have a, a, a notepad with a little tablet and they're ready to take your credit card. But they're aggressive though. They're like, then why are you here? If, you, if, if you're you, not ready to commit, why are you here? Right. Well, like, it's the same thing. Out, at, it's the same thing at a dealership. I we'll take it back. We'll take it back. to get this book and this little free video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll take it back to the car business. Why are you at the dealership? You're interested. Right. You're interested, right? So if I get the numbers right, are you going to buy? All right. So you told me, yeah, right? So now I come back and I give you the numbers that you want. But now you are, oh, I want to think about it. What is there to think about? I told you, I asked you, you wanted these numbers, right? Well, let me talk to my wife. All right, call her. Uh, she's at work. She can take five minutes. I don't know. Let's take the car to her. Or that too. Oh, we'll, we'll pull up on Sold. her. Let's pull up on her. God damn. It's like, it's like, hey, can I smoke a blunt in it? <laughs> go, it's your hey, car. It's your car. It's like, now you're taking ownership because once you told me, hey, can I smoke a blunt? On? I mean, you can smoke your blunt on it, but just so you know, it's your car now. <laughs> so, I mean, I had a customer like that too. Uh, another person that you don't know who you're talking to, he, uh, he was like, man, 
I want to drive a, a Wrangler. He, um, he's like, I got a lot of property or whatever. He's like, I want to drive a Wrangler. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, we do a lot of new houses. He's like, I want to see if it, uh, if I can get it in through the, through the neighborhood whenever it's uh, muddy or and all that stuff, you know, all the dirt and everything. Sure. He's like, so can we drive it? I was like, yeah, cool, let's go drive it. We drive in the Wrangler and everything. And then he's like, can we take it off-roading? I'm like, man, I'm going to get in trouble at the dealership. It comes back all dirty, you know? It's like. But at the same time, I'm like, man, fuck it. Why not? Got to get a sale. Yeah. I was, and, and like me being me, I was like, he ain't going to find no place. We're in Edmond, bro. He ain't going to find no place to go off-roading. He pulls into this place. I, was, I told him, yeah. I was like, yeah, go ahead. He pulls into this neighborhood. Bro, he pops the curve and he just starts driving through the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, shit. It's like brand new houses going up, just driving over the, the, the mud and everything. I was like, hey, just so you know, if the cop pulls up, it's on you. He's like, oh, no, I own all this property. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if y'all heard of Khalidi Kia. No. The the dealership in Edmond, he's the owner. Well, he didn't have the dealership. He he's known for his housing and yeah. everything. And uh, what's it called? He that was him. Like, dude, bro, he if you walk into his dealership right now, there's a Lambo, Ferrari, McLaren, G wagon, all his personal cars. It's like I'm riding with him. I, I told him straight. I was like, hey, just so you know, we get pulled over. It's on you. He's like, oh, I own all this. He's like, right here, there's going to be over 150 houses. There's going to be a pond right there. There's going to be another pond over here. Look, I'll show you. And, like, he just started driving through the through the mud. I'm like, oh, shit. Did he end up getting uh, Yeah, he truck? bought it. Oh, shit. See? But, yeah. Go that's above fun. and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's crazy. So, like, you guys get to see and meet people that are doing big shit, like, business-wise. Business-wise. What, you, you what meet kind of like connections do you guys too. and relationships do you guys, like, establish with these people? So that uh, depends. I mean, we got some, we get some that are personal level, some that are just like all business and they call you and said, Hey, I want this, this and that. Let me know. You got it. If not, don't call me. Um, but the, they, they'll call you every time they need something. Like, Hey, I mean, you got three days. If I, if you can't find them three days, just send me a text. I don't have it. And I'm going to go on. It. You guys are basically dealing with just emotions all day. Cause you can, all like day. You so, so, yeah. so, so like our you job grandma or you could deal with a fucking business. Jerk or like, so like, like what makes it personally, when you get that customer that is an asshole dick <laughs> and wants to do it this way. And you got to be like, and you got to calm. You, I'm a hothead. I get hot quick. I, it was easy for me to get those customers to buy more than the customers that were excited that were happy. Just because I would tell them every last thing they want to know about the car because they're like, oh, I, every the last dealership I went to, they couldn't even tell me what the car, what kind of salesman are they? It's like, cool. Well, let me tell you everything you want to know about it. What, what is it you want? And you just spill everything off and they're like, in reality, kind of like respect you because you actually know your craft. So then they start bringing it down to where, oh, they're not a dick. And then those are the ones that you can See, like, make a little bit more. My dad. my dad will come in like real, just like, you're not fucking me over. Yeah. But then as soon as you break them down, bro. You just start breaking them down. Dad, like, he, like, he's cool with uh-huh. And he's like, you know, like, this nigga will buy whatever, you know. But at first, if, if he doesn't like the sales guy, he's just. He's done. And that, not just that, he's a dick, too. He's going to Yeah, I think uh, the way. Like, bro, go home. Yeah. See, at that point, like, I can't, like, me, I like the dicks. Like, acting. Pause. Pause. Easy now. Like the customers that are the dicks, like that's me. I like confrontation. Like I will get it. Like whatever you want to say, I'm gonna confront you about it, and I'm gonna put you right back into your place whenever you try to get at me. Like me and him, we will swip, switch customers. Hey, I ain't getting anywhere with this guy, and then I'll tell him straight up too. Like, hey, I ain't getting anywhere with this lady or this dude. Switch me. 
and then we'll switch, and then like he's more. So chill. you guys used to work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we worked in the same, same building for five years, bro. God like, damn, and it it got crazy because like <laughs> he he would. He's more of like the calm collective and like, like he, the more, he's the teddy bear. He's a big teddy bear, bro. Like he's a big teddy bear. And when the customer's in there being a dick and trying to beat him up and everything, like I'll walk in they're like, all right, you don't like it. You can leave, dude. Uh, well, oh, now you're stuttering because you really do like it. Right. Okay. So this is what we can do. You don't like it. A lot of empowerment. Like I feel like uh, that those kind of customers, they think they are empowered yeah. to just step on you and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. And like he, he takes it. He takes it back. Like, he, he wants to be more relaxed with the customer. We'll kill him with kindness. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's, uh, that truly has gotten me further in the car business than anything because uh, you can be cussing me uh, out and everything. Uh, and You know, I applied with y'all, and I got told that I was too cocky. Right? <laughs> but don't you need that? Bro, because, like, being agreeable and shit like that, like you said, it, it, it all is not going to escalate the situation, the situation to something yeah. that doesn't need to... Take you know because if you, if you start acting like a dick and then there's a dude in there that really like let's say our friend Cat there's this dude that like he will literally bro punch you right there you know he, he just doesn't see we're fuck. Like, see everybody crazy. in our lot in our lot and and like you got to know who you're working with I mean I don't know yeah like every lot I knew is that different if I said something wrong dumb, that I would put me in a bad situation we got each other I know that if I'm the only one inside the building to not say anything that will put me in a bad situation but if I know Eric's there, the other guy, the other guy. I just know that whatever Shout out to situ- Vinny. whatever situation <laughs> happens, I know Eric's gonna run in quickly. The other guy's gonna run in. My we we had it for older, so they we, weren't gonna be the first ones. We in. had a guy literally pull out a gun in the, in the parking lot. Literally, he's like, "I'll shoot up this place. We ain't worried about it. Go ahead, try." Like we we were never worried about that and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, people think we're gonna back down to them or whatever. It's like, bro, we got the car. If you're looking at a used car, you can't go find a car somewhere else. You can, you know the reason why you're here because this car has what you're looking for. If it's a, I don't know, what car would they always want? Like a Hellcat. You can't yeah. just go drive up and go buy a Hellcat right. somewhere else. Like yeah. it ain't, there's there's a dime a dozen at a used lot, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it, it's How people. How do y'all deal with the people that come in with just a bunch of money? Like let's say, uh, the 50, you, like in the 57 we were, he's like. You, you go, go like this. this. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want us to do? So do does it make a difference if they pay cash no. than finance? So it does. They, they, it does. Money and they just fucking throw it. See, you're stupid if you do that. Anything? I'm not asking you if you. No, no, no. I'm talking. Asking you if. So what? Well, well, people do that. Well, they yes, do. So, We've had more. It's more of the transfer students from Asia that do it. That their parents send them money and they want to buy cash because they don't have socials to buy it to finance it. So they they come in with backpacks full of money. But then we yeah. got we got to tell them straight because our finance department they always depending on the on the amount of the car how much are we talking bag of money say fifty thousand see fucking, so first like of, a rapper, some rapper. So if a, they can back it up so anything over nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars is gonna automatically get have, reported get reported so reported. if you're a trapper if you're a trapper and you yeah, come so in you, there you, trying you to you flex have to file a don't do w, it. <laughs> I think it's a W nine on there that. You're paying more than ten thousand dollars, and then they're gonna the see where your money came from. Now, if, if you're a trapper, is that what you want? That gets reported. If you're legit, if you're legit, why are you gonna do that? You're gonna write a check. Yeah, but it, like, no, I mean, like you see rappers do that shit. Like, let's. Yeah, I, I think, think that's for the that's, that's the for the YouTube one. video, okay, bro. I think that's for the YouTube video. The fake shit. That's the YouTube. It's illegal to 
carry over 10 grand. If a cop pulls you over, they can literally seize that unless until you prove that. And they don't have to give you that money back. Mm-hmm. Damn, Boosie be riding around. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's, it's a flex. It's, an, it's, it's a flex. It's, it's a flex. Not, I don't know if it's safe to carry that much money around, man. I mean, uh, you, I mean, you're just asking I mean, look, look what's happened. To what happened to us? Yeah. No, um... They took a bag full of money, bro. Like, it had, like, I don't know, I want to say it's 50 bag, grand. Jewelry, all, yeah. everything. Like, What's his name? Uh, the guy that died. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that his name? But how much money? He had He had a shit. He had a shit ton. Like, I want to say 50,000. Like, the for the most part, when the customer comes in and you and you try to convince them to finance, because it's a depreciating asset. The cars are meant to break. Cars are meant to devalue. Like classic cars went up, and because they're old, everybody wants them. Like it's when it's a new F one fifty, they're not going to go up in value. They're, they're going to go down. down. Yeah, as soon as you drive it off the lot, yeah. Uh, so why would why would you 40. drop fifty grand cash when you're instantly losing. losing that money? Why wouldn't you finance it at a low rate? Use somebody else's money, keep your money in the bank, and then. If you want to pay it off within a year or within three months, you have that ability, but you don't use your money instantly. Right. You can use it for backup money, emergency money, whatever you want to use it for. But you're using. So you recommend the finance, even uh, if you uh, have hold the on, cash. Hold on, hold on. Oh, that's it's... that's the dealership in him talking though. That's the thing. Like okay. that's the thing. They want you to to finance too because the dealership gets paid. The bank pays them whenever they finance. Whenever they whenever they purchase that loan, that they're gonna get a kickback. From signing you up at the dealership too. I might get my homie fired over here, bro. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, it's the car business. Everybody knows. Yeah, Everybody knows that, bro. Like they, they get they, they get their money. I mean, it ain't coming out of your pocket, so it don't matter. You know, it's not coming out of the consumer pocket. It's coming out of from the bank. Right. But at the same time, only five five to ten percent of people can truly buy a car cash. True that on there. Yeah, it's not like your <clears throat> average American lives paycheck to paycheck. paycheck. So it's a on big there. percentage. I wonder what like Warren Buffett is doing. How he's buying cars. Bro, honestly, like, all the all these other people... You know that one? Yeah, he actually had the Lincoln... Uh, he, oh, he drove a Lincoln town car for pretty much most of his adult life. He recently bought a Cadillac, and the Cadillac was only $45,000. Ah. But see, check it out. All you, If you see all these, like, Porsches, um, BMWs, like, all these high-end cars, even Lamborghinis and stuff, they, they lease them, bro. They're not buying them. Those people don't, you won't see them in, a, in the same car in three years. They're in different cars. So they're leasing those cars. Those are people that are, un, are okay not own, ever owning a car. They know that they're going to, what's, what's a lease, right? No, no, no. Yeah, but like what, what would be the benefit of the lease? Is it? So it's like, okay, so like him. Like every he, year they could just change a new, to a new car? Not every year. You, so so you, well, can do, you can do years. every three years, every five years. You three never years. own the car. You're just paying. It's a cheaper you're, than you're a car renting payment. the car out. For a certain amount of miles per year, so you can do so like the benefit 10, 12, is just 15. to keep keep uh, being on a new car every three years. Every yeah. three years, and that's what people do now. Like people will buy a car, and what? within two they, to three years, like they're, they're tired. They're tired of, tired of, of that. So they, tra- they turn the car in. So and do you guys lease it to another person? No. And so check so this out. How does that work? On. So whenever you turn in that lease, God damn! But so that's, you know, every car it loses value, right? So whenever you turn, you pay those month, monthly payments, $400, $400, $400 every month for the three years. You never own the car. Those three right. years are over. You turn it in. You don't get stuck with the upside down. You're not upside down. It ain't your car. So you just turn it in. Now, if the car went down in value, who gives a fuck? I don't own the car. Here you go. Here's your keys. I'm going to go lease another so car. So everybody now. makes money off of it, like the dealership, the bank, whoever. Yeah. yeah. On there. Yeah. Uh, that too. But if you, if the car... 
is worth more than what you you could trade yeah. it in. So, do your typical like consumer do they drive it zero miles out the lot to, to lease it, or is it like yeah, it at least at least it's always going to be on a brand, new, brand car, new car on a brand new car. God damn! So like, oh. as soon as they're done with the three years, you guys just put that as a used car to sell yep. it. You guys don't lease it again. Yep. Correct. Nope. God. So damn. if you look so in, crazy. in like uh I bought a Mercedes and it was loose uh leased. I bought it in Dallas. If you look at Dallas, bro, they have so much money in Dallas, everybody's leasing cars over there and everything. So exactly. And you can find cars that only had twenty thousand miles on it, thirty thousand miles on it, and there's they're they gotta they gotta keep it at a certain mileage. If they go over the miles, they get they get paid. They gotta get they gotta pay for per mile that they used on that car. When extra, you lease it. extra. So the three years they have a certain like say amount you have. You say I'm just gonna drive ten thousand miles a year. All right, if he comes in with thirty three thousand, you're gonna pay three thousand those three thousand miles. So what if you hit the thirty thousand and your lease is about to be up like so in you can, two months? You can trade it in that. So that you time? can do it. You can do it early trade in. Yeah, you can turn it in early. There's gonna be a little penalty or whatever, but it ain't gonna be that big. Or whatever, but yeah, uh-huh. interesting. I don't. Now, now you're thinking about a lease. Huh? No, no, no. I, I don't think because it's just like throwing the money away. If you think about it, it is. But it's those people that no matter what, in two to if three. If I years, have money like that, then yes, maybe I'll think about and, it. But and it's like, if it's a business run, like if you buy your car for under the podcast per se, and you lease it for twelve months, you write it off the full amount, complete. So you don't lose that. In the three years you paid your car, your car, it was free to you because yep. you wrote it off in your taxes. So I get it back mm-hmm. on the. Saul, you should be my accountant. <laughs> God damn, man. So, like, it's smart. Yeah. Because they never own the car. They don't care to own the car. They just, I mean, uh, who was it? I just want to shoot a music video in it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, did y'all watch uh, Logan and them? Mike Logan Paul? Oh, he just, yeah. He nah, that was Jake Paul. Oh, that was Jake that's, Paul. That's, that's, that's the other brother, bro. That's the brother. That's the brother. He best. knocked the hell out of Nate Robinson. <laughs> anyway, Man, well, you, we'll talk about that later. Y'all all know crazy. who Lana Rose is, right? Who? Lana Rose. Oh, yeah. He took too long. That's right. I'm going to get you caught up. I'm going to get you caught up right now. No. So she everybody, they started giving her shit because uh, Mike, her boyfriend, yeah. was saying she just bought this Lamborghini. And then they found out that she leased it. So they're like, oh, she's not even the owner of that car. I mean, she owns it for the next three years, motherfucker. Yeah, she does own that car. She's yeah. making the payments. Right. So people are so quick, man. Quick to judge so you. Quick. Like, wow, it's crazy. So like those high-end cars that you see people in, if you see them in a new one in three months and three years... And it was leased. Yeah, he paid his shit. shit. And high-end cars like that, they take hits, big hits, whenever they buy those cars. I don't want to take that loss. Have you guys seen what Volvo's going to? Volvo? Man, ain't nobody worried about Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> but this, the maintenance is rolled into it, and your insurance is rolled into it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's another thing. thing. The monthly payments? Maintenance is... Maintenance is... Yeah. Uh, maintenance... Making monthly payments, taking care of them. Yeah, yeah. we'll add that to nice. On the lease, yeah. all your maintenance is done. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. So you literally, every time you hit 3,000 miles, 5,000 miles, whatever their miles is, it tells you you got to do it in, you just take it up to the dealership, show them, tell them that it's yeah. under a lease. They find it by the VIN number that they it's under yeah. a lease. And it's the the bank that's make, that's doing the lease because yeah. it's their car. Yeah, man. That half-court LLC sounding nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, damn, that's, yeah. I definitely want to uh, hire an accountant so they can hey, not only that though, game, even bro. if you're going to purchase, even if you're purchasing a car, even if you're purchasing a car and if you own an LLC, you get a discount too. So, 
They're being small but business owner. Small like, small business small owner. business owner. Yeah. So what made you want to get out of the car sales? I have. Like so I got in. I got in whenever I was 19 years old. Um, I love cars. That's my passion. I mean, that's how me and Saw got that's really close. Was off of cars and everything. Um, I love cars and I, I like talking to people. I was serving tables too. And I mean, I graduated from Grant and as soon as I got out of there, I mean, I was installing garage doors. I was detailing cars. Like I didn't, I didn't have a future type and school ain't for me. I man, I was like last in my class type shit. And I didn't like school. Um, got into the car business whenever he told me about it and everything. Um, and I like, I like talking. I mean, that's one thing I told my dad. I was like, hey, remember all those times that you would bitch at me when my teachers would call you and tell you, hey, he won't shut up in class. Now I get paid to talk. That is, I mean, I have a mouthpiece on me. So yeah. it's like I'll, I'll talk all day and everything. And my dad would just laugh about it now. But, um, yeah, that's, I got out of it. I have a six-year-old son. Uh, when I first got in the, in the car business, he was just born. And it's like now he was FaceTiming me talking about, Dad, I just got out of MMA class. He's like, I learned all this, and I'm man, I'm sitting in my office at work. Trying to make calls and yeah. get sales and shit. See, that's yes. another thing, too. It's, like, time-consuming because you got to be there sometimes Sat- from yeah. Saturdays. Saturdays from was from 8 to 9, 13-hour shift. So you were just missing a lot of time. Missing, family, yeah, family missing a lot of time. Do you have kids, bro? Yeah, I have one now. One, one on the way. way. And it's like, but me, I was ready for the next step in the car business. It's like, either you move me up or I'm done. What was the next step? Uh, management, either finance or I was bored. I was bored and it, it was, it got too easy for me. I'm one of those people that once I master something, like, no, I'm, I'm, I want something new. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready yeah. for the next step. I'm not, I like a challenge. I don't, I don't like just sitting yeah. back and just shit. comfort zone type. Yeah. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. I, so, I, I, we worked for a corporation. So it was one of those where if you weren't in that circle, yeah. you weren't moving up. Bro, you, if you walk through all those dealerships in that corporate, what do you, what would you think? Percentage wise of what race is what? White. hundred percent. But like two per two percent will be either Asian or uh Middle Eastern. So it's like huh. where where's my step at? Where am I gonna he had to leave he had, had to leave, leave the, the company, the company to, to move up, up to get the next step. I left the company too, but I didn't like the drive. <laughs> so I went right back to the company, uh to the same company. I followed him for a month. Kind of used them for a vacation, actually, because I went to California. I lost like a whole week, and I was like, "Hey, if I go over there, I still got to get my vacation time and all this." They're like, "Yeah, yeah," but I I left there after a month and went right back because I wasn't driving to Stillwater. I live in Edmond, and we're not gonna. He drives to Stillwater, but they gave him a, a car from the dealership. They gave him all the stuff. So like, every day you have to drive up there. He did. I did for he a year, did. and yeah. then we got promoted to the city, which is so we're in Stillwater, and that dealership went Expanded. from. It, it was, it's a it small dealership. It was when we went out there, when I got asked to go out there by the manager, um, they were selling 50 to 75 cars. By the time we were leaving, we were selling 150 to 175 cars before we left on there. So the, the ownership of the dealership, they have like eight, nine different dealerships. And they're like, hey, w- this is our biggest store. This is our baby. Like we take care of it. Um, it's not doing good. They're selling, they're in the city and they're only selling 100 cars. We come down to the city. Take it from selling ninety cars to a hundred to two hundred, and it's just one of those who were. And you're a manager now, like you're. you're yeah. When he left, yeah. When he left, he left to be a manager, and then they got moved. We got transferred over. Transferred so to all our management from this store got transferred over here. So they had to fill in 
new people. A couple so people. So what would be your there. next step after management? Um, so I'm in the internet. So from the internet, it'd be the finance department on there. So learn finance, and then from finance, it's when you move to the front desk to where you talk to the customers and work the numbers because you have to know a little bit about finance credit. to be able to know what kind of interest rates people qualify for when you look at their credit. Huh. Cool. So, like, the, the dudes that are in the, the the other little room, like, let's say you have a question, and then you go into the, another the other dudes. When they room. leave, when the when the yeah, salesman yeah, yeah. leaves, like, are those, dudes? those are the sales managers. Okay. Yeah. So, people come to you like that? No. no. He, so, yes and no, because since I did, I sold cars for so long, if the other managers are busy, they'll call me down to go and, okay. and do Like that. if somebody's stuck and they can't yeah. really get anywhere, yeah. you, you do come in. Yeah, I, I can. I have the capability to, but I don't. We have enough people to do it to where I don't have to get taken away from making all these phone calls and scheduling appointments to her. But he has a team, though. He also has a team. And then I have four four to five people under me that, that are making, that are making calls. Calling, and blowing and people up. Partner, so it's two of yeah. us up there making sure that we set the example of what needs to be done so they can do it and do what we have to do. And to then get so all those appointments. We have to, we, uh, my leadership, we have to get at least 600 appointments, is like the goal month in, month out, because they, we live by a 50 50 rule. So we set 600 appointments. 50% of them is going to buy. Show, which would be 300, and 50% of those are going to sell. So it would be 150. How many phone calls a day are you making? Um, depends on what all I have. To do personally, um, but average anywhere from 50 to 115 calls a day. Um, that includes sending out emails for each one of those and then conversating back and forth through emails, sending text messages, and conversating back and forth through that. How God the fuck damn. do you get all those leads to be able to call 100 people a day? <laughs> That's a lot. And then so That's the leads that come through. So, like, here in the city, like, we have people from Especially with California, all these dealerships. There's New a York. shit ton of dealerships yeah. around here, man. So the, that's the thing. Like, Every dealership we've had, sells. We, when people from sells. out of state call and they're like, hey, can you discount the vehicle more? And you're calling me because I either want to have the only one in the color and you're calling from New York and you haven't found one within six states from you. So how does that work? They buy it from New York. You got to ship it to them? Or? Yeah, ship it. So, I mean, it's not free, so they have to pay for their own shipping. Or they Whew. shop around. It, it gets expensive. Shipping. Ah, so I like right company. now with COVID, shipping is crazy expensive because no one wants to go back up to New York. There, any shipping normally starts from New York and goes to Cal, Cal on there. So when yeah. the shipping companies have to go back that way, they they tend to charge more. But with COVID, like they double the rates. Oh God! So it's it's crazy expensive. So people are just like just so I'm just like dude, move out of this motherfucker. I was <laughs> like, dude, you can you can buy a a flight from New York, Chicago, and fly down here for two hundred bucks. Like, why and would then, you pay two thousand dollars? And then just drive it back. Drive it just, back. Yeah. yeah, but then you gonna put all the miles. Yeah, on that's another truck. one too. Man, it's uh all that shit is crazy, man. It's uh like I said, like with all these dealerships, because if you go down Norman. The, uh, I, the I-35, the there, the and then you go to 240, there's another one, and then you go all the expressway, Edmond. Like, look at it this way, bro. Like, I don't even know what the population of Oklahoma would be or whatever. I'm but about 1 million. Every person, every dealership is at least selling anywhere from 100 to 200 cars a month. That's many dealerships. Every, yeah, every bigger big dealership. Big. I don't know about those little yeah. 20, I mean, 39th Street yeah. dealerships. Yeah. I don't know about those. Man, fuck the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would be some advice to a young, a young motherfucker out there looking for a car right now? First car or already purchase first, a car? First car. First car. Uh, know what know what you're looking for. Know in your limits. Know your limits. Okay, give, let him. And okay, him okay. Let, uh, know what you're looking for in a car. So when you are shopping, you know exactly 
a breakdown of what you're looking for so you're not like starting from scratch and not know exactly what and you're then they won't for. sell you on the extra bullshit Correct. you don't need like find the shit the features you do need and then that way you okay can just with. go and not get oversold by the extra like heated seats heated steering wheel if you don't need that shit then cool yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like that's a so, good one. so try to make sure you know exactly what you're looking for in the car and if you can afford to buy extra stuff then go then i would say don't do it for the gram, first of all. Yeah. But, like, be reasonable with what you got. Don't, oh, well, I got this coming in. I think I got this coming in. No, nah, no, nah, it ain't. You know this is what's coming in monthly. You know this is what I need and everything. Not, man, this would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice if it fell into my, into my budget. Don't overdo it just because you think you're going to look cool. And the like, dopamine, the time of buying it is crazy because you're like, damn, I got this brand and new do car. Your, do, your do your research. Do your research. But like, when you get the bill and you see the payments that you have to make, then that's when you get the stress. Like, oh, fuck, like what did I do type shit? So that's car. a big. You start hating that fucking car. <laughs> it's a big decision, you know. See, it's, like, uh, I helped my sister-in-law get her car or whatever. I was working at the dealership and then, like, I asked her, like, what are you wanting? What, what do you need in a car? And she told me and everything. I'm like, all right, cool. And I've, I found her Toyota Corolla Camry. Camry, Camry, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, she's driving yeah. a Camry. Uh, Big size. And she's all like, yeah, that will do or whatever. Took pictures of it, sent it to her. She's like, yeah, that's cool. And then she's all like, and we got into how much she could afford and everything. And it's like, I mean, you really won't. She's like, I can put this much down. It's like, you won't need all that. And then I sent her. I was like, you're not going to do the first time buyer to the dealership. I sent her straight to the bank to do the first time buyer at the bank and everything. I'd rather do the bank. That's yeah. just me. Um, yes and no. There, so, there's, yeah. there's, so there's the thing with that is always in, well, at the dealership. We will encourage you to finance with us, but at the same time, if you say, "Hey, your rate's not good," okay, bring me a check. We right. at the end of the day, we want to sell the car. We we're not going to sit there and like, oh, if you're not financing with me, we won't sell. Well, you yeah, man, I've, I've been to a couple that they are dying. Like, why would you finance through us? I'll get you some low rates. And yeah, I'm like, bro, yeah, no. the bank is guaranteeing me the lowest, like three point two. Can you See, beat that? Okay, and if they say yeah, then let's give it a shot. Yeah, right. So, so now they got to pull your credit. Now I'm fucked because now <laughs> the bank already did it. Say hey, now you're going to have another. Two. So yeah, check so it out. Check, it, check it out. Another thing. Check it out. You're going to get another inquiry on your credit. You let the dealership run it. The, the dealership thing, I, what I hated, bro, like, whenever my friends would go up there and stuff like that, and if either, like, I, I would hate for it to happen to me, um, which it did happen whenever I bought a car, whenever I bought a brand new car when we were 18 years old, me and my wife, we had a bookie-ass Nissan Altima that fucked up on us. We went to Davis Stanley, and I learned the Davis Stanley experience or whatever. So um, does Davis Stanley really lead the way? It, they did. They did. <laughs> they they lead the way because they're the, they sell the most cars. <laughs> Like oh the, no, 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 no. That ain't what he's talking about. But yeah, they led me the right way, I yeah, guess you can say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yeah, then I got into the car. Whenever I went up there, man, all these inquiries on my credit after that. God damn, they send it to like six, seven different banks. At the end of the day, though, it realizes, oh, you're making a big purchase. It all falls into one. And it really isn't gonna hurt your credit that so bad. So it doesn't hurt it that it much. It doesn't know. So whenever people say, like, oh, all these inquiries you're yeah, they're going to inquire on your fucking credit or whatever, but then it's all going to fall into one and it'll be over. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. There is a, uh, let me let Saul hop on the mic, AV, real quick, because Saul got some dirty shit to say, man. <laughs> that I think it's pretty, pretty you, interesting. You want to talk about talk, buy here, pay here lots? Yeah, let him know, man. Let him know. <laughs> so, yeah, get a little close to the mic, bro. All right, so basically what I found out is that uh, Bob 
Moore, and I'm gonna put him on the spot. <laughs> Bob Moore essentially started their whole empire off of buy here, pay here type uh, businesses. They started Eldorado Motors. Um, they were here. They were pr- pretty much one of the first big dealers that offered that that buy here, pay here uh, scheme. And essentially, they had a store on the south side where the DMV is. They had another one on the north side of May as well, and they had one in Tulsa. But those three dealers pulled in more cash than all their new dealers today combined. And, I mean, if you looked at the dealers, they didn't look like much. They were just like your average 39th Street dealers, but they were massive amount of cars, and they were moving them. So at that time, there was also a dealership called Don Hickey's, Don Hickey's or something yeah. like that. Uh, these That lot, literally, they had a manager at the front gate. Like, when you drove in through the dealership, it had those spikes that you, when you drive through it, the spikes come up after, so you can't back out. If not, you're going to get flat tires. The and then you got to drive through all the way around. And to get out, there was a station, bro, where there, there's a manager that, hey, what is it that you're looking for? And you can't leave until he hits the button. For the spikes to go down. Like the, the used car, like the buy here, pay here lot shit in the back in the day, that's where the car business got their the hey, bad rep. That bad rep. <laughs> that throw yeah. your keys on top of the roof until you go yeah. get them. All right, here, go get them since you want, you want to waste our time. Damn, that's crazy. They had a little mafia motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the buy here, pay here lot, I mean, like if you can avoid it, I would recommend to avoid it. Uh, I understand some people are not credit wise and stuff like that. I mean, at the end of the day, you need car, you need a car. Right. So if that's what you got to do, you got, you got to do. People are not educated. Like, exactly. You know, when you turn 18, like if you go back to that like, schooling, if you're they, 18, they don't, they don't teach they don't you look, any of this. one None thing. Of that. One so thing. You turn 18, you're like, okay, I need a car. I need to get my first job. What do I do? First Place it goes, 39th Street. Right. And then as Hispanics, See, our parents don't know. <laughs> our, our, our parents don't teach us this stuff, man. Like, that's the thing. Uh, they don't teach us this in school. And us being Hispanics, we're already lower than that, man. Because you see all the white kids, they, they pull up to the brand new lots. You don't see them pull up to 39s. You don't see them do all that. Us as Hispanics, like, man, we need to go somewhere, like, that's going to accept us. One thing I would tell every kid that's 18 years old, right out of high school and stuff like that, no credit is better than bad credit. You can get approved having no credit. Once you have bad credit, that's a whole different ball game with the banks and everything. Man. But no credit, go to a brand new dealership. Don't yeah. waste your time going to those buy here, pay here lots. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, a better yeah. chance. Let's cover that. So, like, so how the industry <laughs> works? So, let me let me touch on that. So basically, the way it works is they will give you they'll give a car to anybody. You basically just have to have a driver's license. Sometimes you don't even have to have a driver's license. A lot of Hispanics yep. that are here, not in. You know, they, 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 sometimes how do you they t- get away with that? Sometimes you got to have a matricula or yeah. uh, your international license. Your name. If you bring something from another country. With your picture on it. You got yeah. it. Boom. Yep. The so you basic get goal for these dealers is to give you the car in your hands and for you, and for you to put a down payment. You put $1,000 down, $2,000 down. Whatever you put down essentially is cash in their pocket. Then they give you the car and they put a tractor on it because they know that you're not going to be able to pay for that car. In fact, they count on the fact that you won't be able to pay. They want to repo that car. Yeah, they want to repo that car because the moment you can't make that car payment, they can track the car, they go grab the car, and then they turn around and then write it off at the end of the year in taxes. So that full $10,000 that you got this car for, now it's written off. So it's 100% liquid profit for them in their books. So what they're going to do... So in that that case, because you guys mentioned that the down payment that you... It doesn't go towards. It don't go to the salesman. It goes. But you said it goes to. to the dealer. 
to, to the dealer. Now it's going on buy here, pay here. Right. Yes. Okay. That's because going, they, they're they truly own the cars. They truly own yeah. their cars. Okay. So they, they buy them the and then they, they sell them. them. So and Yeah. And what happens is when they repo this car, they write this off. They had a $10,000 asset that they get to write off at the end of the year. But as soon as they write that off, they can put it back in their lot and sell it to person B or person C and then start all over again. Pay, pay another so 10000 to it. the expectation can, of repoing yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but think about that. That's a $10,000 car that they can sell over and over Why do you think, and over to multiple people as long as they keep repoing these cars. Why do you think most of those dealerships do their own maintenance too? Like, hey, just bring it here. We'll get you some oil changes. Just bring, keep on bringing it back. For the lifetime that you have the car with us, you get free oil changes until you pay it off. What's the purpose of that? Because they want to maintain their car. You don't want your car to be good whenever the, you repo it back from them. Huh. That's basically it. And, and if something, if something about it like that is, is it more profit to make a five to ten thousand dollar profit margin on a brand new car, or have a buy here, pay here, and keep on making money? <laughs> same car over and over. Same car. That same car that's only worth. Ten thousand dollars. I sell it to 000. you. I sell it to you. I sell it to you. Each one of y'all pay ten thousand dollars. That's thirty thousand dollars on a ten thousand dollar car. Plus, plus the, 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 the down <laughs> yeah. like lease, What is it? Or uh, lease for sale in houses? Like that's, that's the rent same thing. Own. Rent, to rent, own. To own. Yeah. rent to own. Rent to own. Rent to own houses. Same basically thing. Basically the same thing. Because a lot of people are like, so oh, that's the same. It's the same concept, bro. It's like they expect you I to give. I give you a fat down payment, right? Like they're always like five thousand dollars down, and then you pay me a thousand dollars a month on a house. Boom, five thousand, and every I live at the house. What, two years? Let's say shit got hard or something. Something happened in the house. You know, something happened that and you, you can't afford. Fix it too. So and you got to pay for the maintenance if on those houses. You can't afford to fix it. You're like, well, fuck it. I, I can't afford to fix it. Let me just move out. Damn. Have the now, guy that, now have you the just guy that owns it. Come fix it. Yeah, but that's shit. basically how Bob Moore started, and then they created their cash See, cash bank basically, and then they cleaned up their names. So then, off. to add on to that, so. The, the way that the dealerships thing started is Bob Moore, everybody knows the two Bobs, Bob Moore and Bob Howard. Bob Moore was in the business first. Bob Howard actually started from nothing. He was a lot porter. He's the one that parks the cars at the dealership and everything, bro. And then uh, he ended up moving up in the business, moving up, moving up, ended up getting a, a loan from Bob Moore. Hey, I want to start my own little buy here, pay here lot. And everything. So then he started his own dealership, moved up, moved up. And that's why, what you see in Edmund now. All those Bob Howards and everything. He don't own it no more. He owns the land. He owns the land. So he's smart. He owns those properties. So They pay uh, him rent. They pay him rent. So it's actually owned by a Fortune 500 company. All that down there. They own over how many dealerships? Uh, it's over 1,100 dealerships. Yeah. Worldwide. Nation, like, Worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and... So they pay, they they pay him rent still. He only owns like the Mercedes dealership and the Volvo d- dealership and everything. But yeah, that that's how the Bob Bobs are. They hate each other though. But Mo- Bob Moore died. But Bob Howard hated that dude, and that's why you see anywhere where there's a Bob Bob Howard, Bob Moore went and that's why you see over there in Edmond. Yeah, Bob Moore is down the street, like literally on the same strip. He went and bought that piece of land just to go put his name right there with them. That's petty shit. That's also McDonald's <laughs> and not, not only that, though, <laughs> if you see, is uh, Bob Bob Howard owns uh, like more of your domestic, like your regular cars, and he went to put his old, his Audi dealership, uh, Jaguar, Maserati, uh, Subaru, su- like the Subaru Infinity, like all his like higher end stuff over there. Shit, just to just to fuck with them. It's like that's crazy. Damn, that's a that's a very crazy shit. Is that still happening? As far as uh, the Bob Howard last time, like, I mean, I know stories about Bob Howard, bro. Like he he's savage. I heard that 
one time a manager showed up late and he showed up before the manager and pulled into the parking lot and all the salesmen were outside like, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, the manager ain't pulled up yet and the doors are still locked. He went and grabbed something, bro, shut, threw it through the door, busted it, unlocked it, and was like, all right, y'all can go in. When the manager showed up, he's like, hey, that's coming out of your check. You should have been here on time. Like the car business with them dudes. Savage. Savage, bro. They're heartless as fuck. For like, sure. You were there for what, a week? Yep. Dip the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Uh, I-240. Like okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, see, I, I experienced, uh, this was after I was already in the car business for like two years. So I kind of already knew what I was doing and everything. Then my, one of my buddies, like, I don't, I started, me and him both said, like, we hate selling a friends. Friends are family, bro. I, That's me. I don't know why, like, I don't push. Cause I they, just they, don't. They don't trust I walked, you. When I walked in there, I said, what are you going to sell me? He's like, I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> That's all he says. I don't, I don't like it. Like, if you want it, you get it. All right, cool. I'm not going to yeah. pressure you. It's just, it's just not me. Yeah. You want it? No. Okay. Then. Yeah, so, yeah. like, every time we're friends or family or somebody will come in and everything, they're like, they want a deal. They want a deal. I'm like, all right, this is the price. Oh, bro, you can't get it cheaper? No. How much cheaper do you want? Like at least two more thousand off or something. Like, nigga, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta so, eat still too. You know, right, it's like, right. but, but be, the like, it's across every type of. So, say you have a business and your friends are always gonna be like, thing. hey, so you gonna hook me up with half off or what? You gonna get hit me half yeah. off with this? So like, it's a, <laughs> and then and then they'll go play full retail at but they're, they're gonna, Target yeah. or something. They don't ask them for discounts, right? On there. So why why wouldn't you help your friend that? This is only his job, his business on there. Because as a salesman, you're you're it's pretty much self-employed. Your own business. Because if you don't t- if you don't work with a customer, if you don't sell the car, you don't get paid. I think it goes back to the mentality of the education. Because a lot of people go to their nine to five and they understand they get a paycheck every two weeks. They don't understand how we get paid. Yeah, how like they, you have to work for a living. Like you you don't sell a car, you don't eat. You know what I mean? They don't right. have that mentality, so they don't they don't. They don't connect with you in that level. And I can't get, I can't wrap my head around the hourly shit. Like yeah. literally, if I'm getting paid twelve, let's say just the average person, twelve. Like really, I, I spent an hour and I only got 12? twelve. Like I just like just that doesn't. Or, or yeah, like that, us, like there, there'll be times. I mean, I'll tell you straight up. There's times that I can spend an hour with you selling you a car, and I literally just made three thousand dollars off of you, bro. And it is what. It, right. But then there's those customers that I spent. Six hours, six hours with, with and only made two hundred dollars, bro. So it's like I'm gonna get it where I can, right? And it, and if it's you, if it's you, whoever it is, I'm gonna get my money. And to be honest, like the mentality when it comes to selling a friend or family, if you can't make money off your friend and family, who are you gonna what? make money off? Of? Yeah, like that's one thing they taught us. Like it's if our manager would always tell us, like if you can't if you can't make make money off your friends or family, what are you doing here? Which because I mean, your friends and family should, you're too scared should to like you enough to where they're gonna pay what you say, what you, pay what you sell them on there instead of asking you for fifty percent off, seventy five percent off. Like but then that, that but then that comes back to how are you raised? How were you raised and everything? Mm-hmm. And it's like it made it harder for me because I I want to help my homeboys, I want to help my friends, I want to help everybody, but at the same time I got to feed my son, I got to feed my wife and everything, you know. So it's yeah. like. How, that's why I would tell him, like, hey, I got so-and-so. He don't know him, so I'm going to pass him on to somebody else in the lot yeah. or something. So yeah. the, the good part about us being in the car business, none of our personal family lives there. It's just our yeah. immediate family that live here. 
So we're pretty much just selling to our friends. So it's a little easier when it's just your friend and it's not someone that you have a true bond with as your cousin. You're gonna see him. You're gonna see him at the family reunion. This type stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But with a friend, it's a little bit easier, and you'd be like, "Hey, man, like." It, it's business like nothing against you nothing against me but i mean you bought the car and i told you everything about the car when you bought it on there um obviously if you don't maintain it properly or anything you can't put that back on me we that that's also one thing credit too because a lot of times they come to you for the homie discount mm-hmm. it's like bro your credit's your fucked credit <laughs> like, yeah, you expect, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not a magician. Fuck. yeah that's a that's a big one um so on my situation what would you guys say? Because I have core within a week, and by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be two weeks after. Right. Uh, what do you guys think are my chances of winning the case? Because it's a unique right, case. Right, right, for sure. Like I said, we were talking about it before this podcast started. Um, it's crazy because every car, every dealership makes you sign it as is. And you remember it now, right? That you signed that? I believe it's somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. so they're gonna, they're, that's what they're going to push on a, a lot. Hey, he signed a, v- a thing, and it's his responsibility to pre-check the vehicle whenever he came in to look at it. He could have taken it to a mechanic if he wanted to. It, it, it's, there's oh, a man. lot a lot of stuff that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, so with us, at, like at a bigger dealership, why? We I, allowed that. I would recommend to, if you can, buy from a bigger dealership because they truly, honestly, send it through a 125-point inspection. Before it gets put on the lot. If it doesn't pass that inspection, it gets sent to auction. It gets to sent to auction, which is the people that buy at the auctions are the people at 39th and 29th. So it's the a, cars that we send because they're fucked. Yeah. That's who goes and buys them. Well, and that's the crazy part is just like. It was for my little brother. Once again, how old is he? Uh, he's 20, 20. Okay. And when we got there to the dealership, I called the dealership in the morning and I'm like, hey, I want the the, the Chrysler, do you guys have it? I want to negotiate a price. He's like, yeah, um, somebody's planning on buying it, but if they don't buy it, I'm going to give you a call within an hour. And they called you? No. Oh, uh, they didn't? What passes the hour, and I'm like, bro, they ain't calling us. My brother was like, damn, I want that car. I want that car. So I was like, let's just pull up to them. We go and pull up to them. Immediately, red flag was, oh, we sent it to the auction. So in my head, I'm like, so he didn't say what he was well, he told me, which right. he was going to call me back. Right. And like, cause there are two brothers and I'm talking to the other brother at the dealership. And I spoke to the other one that's at the auction. Uh, okay. So I'm like, what, what, what do you guys like? And he didn't know what to say. He was, uh, I don't know. Like, so that automatically was a red, red flag, flag. But yeah. I looked at my brother. I'm like, what is your gut telling you? Cause it's, I'm over here. Like, I don't want this shit. Like it's the car is not for me, obviously, but I don't want this shit. Like it's a lot of red flags. And he was like, oh, he just fell in love with the car, period. So right, like, right. Uh, we end up getting it. We had to go to the auction and uh, we picked it up over there. And it's like, everything looks nice. Everything feels nice. But we drove it to the house the next day. Catches on fire. Catches on fire, you know, <laughs> under the hood. So it's yeah. like. See, we, we've had people that come in and like buy those cash cars from us and stuff like that. We had a, a diesel truck on his way. I forgot where he was going. But it wasn't, he didn't live in the city, and he wrote a check for it. And on his way to, to where he was going, it blew up on him. He's like, I'm leaving it on the side of the road. I'm canceling that check that I paid, y'all, so y'all can come pick up y'all's truck. All right, cool. No hard feelings. Cool. We'll go pick it up, and we'll see what happened. That's it. 
at the dealership. That's oh, all they did. did a check. See the cash, huh? See, yeah, you, yeah. You, you did that money thing, the, yeah. the bag. Yeah. Need me flex. Exactly. Yeah. It was Good luck getting it back. <laughs> exactly. It was a lack of knowledge and, and, and like not knowing. So that too, if you do pay cash, most of these places are like business owned. So they have to wait on their accounting to cut you a check back if you, the deal doesn't go through or anything. So you don't instantly get that $5,000 that you gave them cash. You get a check and you have to wait a week for they, that, to for clear to for that accounting. For them yeah. to cut you that check back, so you don't get you get you give them the money instantly, but you don't get your money back instantly. Uh, man, hopefully I have good news in the next podcast. You know, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be quite the fight. Like I said, I'm in the mentality that it's a fifty fifty chance, but at least we gave it a shot. And really, if I wanted to, I could have just hired a lawyer and went balls deep. Mm-hmm. But, but that's gonna be a lot just, more money, right? But I just want my money back. That's it. That's right. it. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully. I'm there. We we got we got good news and shit, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, do not go to Car Galleria. Do not. I repeat, do not. These people are crooks. You know what I'm saying? Like it's off of Western Britain, close to Lake Hefner. So oh, okay. don't <laughs> go there. Bunch of lime cars. That's it, man. Don't go there. So it's just a lot of bad reviews, a lot of bad experiences. Don't. Just don't. I mean, that's another thing, too. Pay attention to those reviews. Look them up. Look up those dealerships and everything, man. Once again, it's it was all my brother, man. I didn't want to so, be the bad guy. You did. With, you went with your brother. So anytime I make a purchase, like I bought a brand new 19 Jeep Cherokee for my wife. He's like, dude, don't do it. Buy a fucking used one. I was like, oh, man, she wants a new one. Let me we'll, just we'll get into get that. Her what in she wants. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, bet. And. I go to be like, all right, cool, two years are up. I work in car business, so I know I'm going to want a new car every time that I possibly can because the newer one comes out with more options or nicer things to it. I find out I'm eight grand upside down. I work in the car business. And he works in the car business, and he's upside down. So right now, I think we're on our third year. I think so. I'm still about eight to ten grand upside down. Every year is going to keep on depreciating, and your payment is still the same Ah. on there. So So, as being in the car business, I didn't listen to him when I should have. And obviously, I knew knew about it. I knew it was going to happen, but I still did it. I tell every friend this. I I tell him all the time. I would never, ever buy a brand new car in my life, ever. Why? Ever. Brand new? Never buy a brand new car. I, I would... If you've never done it in your life before, don't buy spoil a Spoil yourself one time. Ah. But after that, I wouldn't do it. Why? He sells cars. Don't listen to him. So if I, <laughs> if I pay off my car and I end up selling it and I want a new car off the lot. As long as you're going to put a big ass down payment on it. Why? I mean, that's up to you. You're going to lose it. Like you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. So it's going to be. Like you're gonna but, be, like, if you want to have that experience is what I'm saying. Like, if you want that new car. I just bought a brand new car, and you've never done it before. It so ain't worth it. It goes away. That brand new smell goes away yeah, after 30 week. days. <laughs> you ever heard of the uh, Dave Ramsey yep. Cars for Life uh, video? Have you ever Dave seen? Ramsey yeah, will you save you how to yeah. save, so, save money. So, basically, the theory is the opposite. We're, we're uh, conditioned to think that we have to get the new car. We have to get a, a car payment every month. And... What Dave Ramsey teaches you is to do the opposite. Like you save your money, buy car cash, right? Then you take, let's say, your $300 car payment and save it up for 10 months. That's three grand. You took your perfectly fine car that you bought cash, sell it, 
put that three grand on top, buy yourself a nicer car. Do this for and keep going. Keep and stacking. Get a nicer car ten months later, or you know what I mean. Like you keep doing this until you work yourself up to a nicer right. car that you want to have. But you, you you're pay paying nothing. them cash. You're paying three hundred dollars to yourself, not the bank. Yeah. You see what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. So I like that. <laughs> hey, no, he's probably gonna that, be our new accountant, that, bud. <laughs> that's Dave Ramsey. Like, if y'all haven't listened to him, y'all should listen to him. Like, yeah, no, for sure. For I, credit I, I card, in. how to get yeah. out of <laughs> how to get out of credit card debt and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He tells us straight up. He's like, could you could you have paid in cash when you bought that car? No, then why did you buy it? <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah. I would never like never buy a brand new car in my life because I mean it drops value real quick. My brother in law just bought a, a Jeep and he was looking at brand new ones and stuff. I'm like, bro, why are you gonna do that? I was like, Makes you're sense. literally gonna lose all this money. And I was like. Jeeps do have number one best reselling value in the market. Jeep Wranglers, at least. Yeah. I was like, so that one, sure, you can buy brand new. But other than that, and he's all like, well, I really want I really want I was like, all right, cool. And then he started looking into use, and then he figured out, oh, shit. I mean, I can buy a buy one kind of similar price or whatever, but it's still the same. I was like, yeah. There, so. There's certain cars that hold their value. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, the Jeeps, you're talking about your um, uh, Raptors. The Raptors, your, uh, uh, pretty much electric cars, Teslas hold their value, and uh, what's the ugly t- uh, Toyota? Toyota Tacoma, the Tacomas. Tacoma's value, Tundras. Uh, what's the electric Toyota car? Uh, the Prius. The Prius. Prius. Prius holds their value pretty well. So yeah. these cars, you could buy a used car, keep it for three, five years, and still get your money and back. Still get your money back. So I mean, there's ways that you can that you can be smart about spending yeah. your money. Like, but see, me being a car guy, I have to take the bullet because. Yeah, I put all this money into the car. I can't lease a car. It's crazy. Yeah, car. yeah. That's yeah. The, you can't modify because you can literally put fucking thousands worth of modifications. It does not shit. matter. And and it so matter. it doesn't matter. You won't get that money back. For example, that Porsche. Your passionist cars is different though. That's like yeah, your, but you're never gonna your little get trophy back. type shit. You're, ne- yeah. you're, you're never getting, getting that money back though. I would keep your stock parts. Keep your stock parts and then just put it back to stock if you can. He don't. He sells it. Sell my wheels for fifteen hundred bucks, and I buy those wheels for, for two hundred. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, in my head, that's like how the math works. But, but now, when you go trade it, it in or yeah. sell it, they ain't gonna pay you extra for it. I kid you not. So, what is that Porsche that I have? The Cayenne Tech Art. Yeah. Blue book value in that one when it was brand new was a hundred and eighteen thousand dollar SUV. I got a good deal on it at the time. It blue book for about fifty grand. I bought it for about twenty nine. Right. I was like, cool. I thought I did good because I was like, okay, I got a special edition car. It's got all these features. The car is fast. I mean, it had 650 horsepower. Something like that. And then an I, SUV? An yeah. SUV. God damn. And then when it was time to sell it and trade it in, what did I get? Eight grand for it? Yeah. So I got $8,000 on that car. That Like literally, and here's the problem with specialty cars like that. This car was older now. Right and banks, it has to be what five years or new? so yeah. newer. So a lot of people take that into account. They're like, "Yeah, I want that Porsche. Oh, it's twenty nine grand or it's thirty grand. Cool." But most people don't have that kind of cash to be able to buy it. And the banks, you have to have prime credit in order to to get the it. the banks protect a lot of people from being making stupid decisions too. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, is the, the the like is the it goes back to the dopamine and people just want to buy shit because like, it's satisfying. People but, get mad like, "Why did I not get a proof for that?" It's like. I mean, you got to be some kind of credit. Like, you got to have really yeah. good credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's the minimum requirement for leasing? Like seven, uh, 700. 700. You got to be 700 credit. 700 yeah. or above to be able to lease. lease. 
Because they it's know they really paid. Good, but most people, how many people would you say that walk through the door in a given month have 700 above? Oh, it depends. It, it dep- that's man. That's a nifty. I'd say I'd say anybody seven hundred and above would be about thirty percent of the customers that come in. So think about it. That's a huge percentage of people that have seven hundred. Most most people come in in the five six hundred club. Damn. Shit, I've seen people with four hundred credit scores, bro, and like we got them approved. Like I'll be. Bro, like, yeah. how the hell did we when, get these people approved? I went to the banks and they just walked me out. They're like, yeah. "Yeah, you don't approve for nothing." Like, literally. How did you? How did you uh, work around that? Because you had to file for bankruptcy. So, once you file bankruptcy, right after, nothing. They no. won't even look at you. Like they no. won't even approve you for they a TV at Best Buy and shit, huh? Hey, it's hard to get approved at Best Buy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. For real? Yeah. 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 Literally after you I, can't buy cheese for a cheeseburger. And, and this is my luck. After right after filing bankruptcy. We had the ice storm. Damn, bro. What happened? <laughs> Sit down right. They gave out on us or what? <laughs> you got to lay off those tacos, bro. For real. <laughs> Is it good? Yeah, it's good. No, yeah. Oh, okay. It's the step. It was, a, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. the step. So after bankruptcy, like right you after. You can adjust it, bro. You can pull it. Like it has a little thing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but after bankruptcy, banks won't touch me. I actually went to a, my barber. My barber was like, hey, man, I just filed bankruptcy and I can't. I need a car. So he hooked me up with a friend of his. I bought one for like $300. And I was good with that one for a little while. Shout out to the barbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real. That's how I ended up working my way back up. But, you know, filing bankruptcy is not a bad thing. I mean, it clears you up. And then seven years later, it's off your record. It's like yeah. it never existed. That was a long time ago for you, though. Why did you have to file bankruptcy? Like, what, what, what point were you just like, fuck it, man? Hashtag bad relationships. <laughs> Stay single, stupid. <laughs> I love that saying, bro. I love fucking uh, fucking Indica. He, he he came up with that phrase. I love it, bro. I fucking love. It. Every time he posts a meme that has "Stay single, stupid," it's a, it's a banger. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, after I filed bankruptcy, my ex-wife decided to uh, you know put a number on like me and maxed out all my cards. Not gonna put her in the spot, but but it did do a number on me and. I, I just couldn't pay it. It was like $57,000 worth of stuff that she had put in there. Fuck. She ran it up. Yeah. You know, so I had that, that American Express. <laughs> I literally had to file it, and there was no choice. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to work hey, it out. Hey, he got that American Express it. now. Yeah. You got that American Express now. <laughs> I'm thankful for that because, you know, like they said. You learned a lot. Life hits you harder. That's when you learn about yeah. life, right? So if it wasn't for that, I would have been... Like, I don't know what it would be right now. Like, no, my credit would probably be like 200 or whatever. No, you like, got a I first start. Yeah, I, I did. I learned a lot about finances. I learned about yeah. banking. I learned about investments. I learned, See, that's why I know all this. That, that, yeah. We learned, me and him, like, our parents didn't teach us any of this stuff. They didn't teach us credit. They didn't teach us any of that. And being in the car business, that taught us all this and everything. Um, we have another brother that's in between both of us. And we're trying, he's, he's not in the car business, never was in the car business. But we try to teach him. And he's on his way to get everything straight yeah. in a way now and everything, too. Um, but it took us a while, like for him at least to four understand. years to get him to actually listen to us and be like, okay, oh, you guys are okay, full of yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah. And but, like, I, me and him, I met, I met him whenever I was what? I don't even remember. 12, how 13 years old. 12, 13 years old. And I've always hung out with people older than me and everything. Um, and then so he went through that and everything. I was kind of learned from it. I, I I was still in probably middle school or high school. I don't remember what grade I was in. And it's like, 
talking to him, like whenever I have an issue or something, I always hit him up. Like, hey man, this is what I'm going through. And like, he, he'll straighten me out, tell me which way to go and how to do it and everything. So like, I try to mentor myself around people that have yeah, done yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and everything. So you need yeah but then you also don't I, want to talk to your parents about certain right, things right, either yeah. so you always have to have that one person yeah, that you I got, can go I got, to with anything I got two now I got Oscar shout out to Oscar and he's younger than me that's the crazy part but it's credit as they was so I gotta learn from him that's the right. thing too like I'm only 24 years old and then whenever I start talking to people they're like man why are you talking like you're much older than what you yeah. and he's like you look it's a matter of being humble enough to say I need help bro yeah right right, right. Like, 100% even if I'm 33 years old if this 16 I mean just look at it when you go on tutorials it's a fucking 14 year old how to edit a video yeah yeah it's like but it's like i'm able to help other people that are older than me because i've grew up around people older yeah. than me and stuff yeah. like that and i always surrounded myself around people older and everything mm -hmm. so it's like i carry myself with like a 40 year old head or something yeah. it's like you got to you I got to it, it, like he was saying is education is a big part of it like i think we are our school system's fucked yeah our school <laughs> system is messed up it, they don't teach you any of this like I, it took me a bankruptcy to be able to learn about finances and investment I mean, yeah. it took him. To it took me, to yeah. A bankruptcy and a fucking divorce, basically. That's, yeah. That's a, yeah, it took me a couple of student loans and a Walmart <laughs> credit card to get learn the shit and get my yeah. credit back up. Because when I got here six years ago, my shit was at 500. So it was terrible. I, like, getting rejected at places felt like shit. Like, what? Yeah. And then now it's like, I go anywhere, I can get approved for anything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's that, like that satisfaction, right man. Yeah. What do y'all yeah. think about mortgages? Is, uh, are mortgages I, smart to, like, is See, I don't know much about that, so I wouldn't even get into the mortgage. Yeah. I'm trying to learn right now because I'm trying to, I want to buy a house and everything. So that's my next step, me and my family and everything. That's our next step. So I got to, I, I start educating myself on the, on the stuff before I go and do the, do the thing the like big purchase, the big that's, purchases that's yeah the biggest purchase and it's like or he lets me mess up first and then learn or me. i let other people mess up <laughs> like i will never be that dummy like to go and fuck up yeah. first and yeah i'll let i i, I, see, I, I ask people like how did you do it bro like i'm not scared to ask you like if i see you like doing this and i want to do this hey bro how did you do this and it's like yeah. i'm yeah, not i'm not scared the worst that could happen is not yeah, right. worst case yeah. scenario, I'm gonna be like, oh, he's a bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Like when I was growing hey, up, yeah. YouTube has yeah. everything. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the mortgage? Mortgage? Yeah. Is that yeah, I mean, buying a house should always be a priority because it's the single most important thing that will create wealth for anybody. Because it's an appreciating asset. That's yeah, yeah, that one appreciates, yeah. not depreciates house, like a car. It doesn't matter how long. You keep hang on to it; it's always gonna go up. It's never gonna go down. So, mm. like, if you think about it historically, when like African, you know, African Americans created wealth is through buying a house when they were able to buy houses. Whenever Hispanic moved to the to to the U.S. and then they started going, in, you know, the racism kind of went away and they started bu building mortgages. If you look historically, it's always been the people that have been involved in real estate, buying a house or buying properties. Trump. Hey. Maybe that's how, that's maybe maybe someone that's in real estate can come up on this podcast next. Oh, Who yeah. who's a real estate out there? Well, that the thing I saw too. Uh, there was a video out there of a guy that was exposing these houses. They are making these houses like it looks cheap. Like they're using this cheap wood to make a two hundred thousand dollar house, where it feels like if uh, like even a strong wind can like knock that shit out. That's how. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Like he really like went to these. He went to a neighborhood that was under construction and went inside, inside. and like, like this is the shit y'all selling for two hundred thousand. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So they they they're making them soft. They're like 
They don't build them like back in the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're talking about semen blocks yeah. on top of blocks and like Neon fucking like, tornado. That's what can, I tell my wife. Like that shit out, my, wife my wife wants that like brand new house and everything. I'm like, man, fuck that. I like to build shit. So it was yeah. like, well, what, buy something that has the square foot that and I then want. You build it the way and you then want I'll it. make that bitch into my bitch. Like, yeah. I'll make it the way I want it. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Back to the grand card, don't think that's one thing that people are getting at him that he said, like, he would always say, never buy a house. Like, see, rent, yeah. Try, yeah, rent, yeah. Rent. try to go buy a bunch of apartments. See, yeah, but that, see, he's building wealth. Yeah. You're talking about for your average person that to be able to build something. Some people don't care about having uh, multiple incomes. They don't care about that. They're just okay having their house, their job, and then they're going to die. I mean, that's yeah, that's it. For it. So some of us, we want more things. We want, I mean, like this, y'all don't need to do this, but y'all do it because y'all want it, right? Yeah. And the income comes in and everything from that. And it's like, I want rental properties, I want to move into that. And you into want to be financially free. Okay, yeah. so stable, yeah, yeah. For, for the person that's yeah. doing that, it would, it would be better to get a house? For, so for the average person to own a house, it's always going to be a good financial asset. Because think about it. Let's say you, you get yourself into financial trouble. You need cash. You could always go to the bank and uh, uh, borrow against your equity in your house. So you will always it's going to be in your own personal bank, per se. You See, could like, always borrow. You could always refinance it. You could always sell it. So it's always going to be a, an asset that you have. You're liquid too. Whenever you go get a loan, when you have a house, when you have a house payment, you're more worth than somebody that just has a car payment. Like what? Well, me and my wife are talking about. I was like, I don't have the capital to just go buy a house, like even a rundown house type stuff. Um, I told her, I was like, maybe we finance that house and everything. Sometimes they put a stipulation that you got to live in there for a little bit. I was like, cool, we'll live in it for a little bit, whatever we have to do, and then we'll move out and we'll rent. And then we'll rent that house out and let it get paid off yeah. by someone else. I'm okay to keep on renting, but at least I'm gonna have that one get paid off. Because yeah. where I'm living at now, where I'm where I rent, if anything happens at the house, I'm gonna call the landlord. Hey, this messed up. Come fix it. Something happens at my house, then I gotta go fix it. But guess what? He's gonna be paying off that house for me, and then it's gonna be paid off. Then I'm gonna go get another loan for another house, and then keep going. I'm renting the whole time from somebody else, not from my own self. And then, now you can have your own little apartment downtown. Yeah, shit, yeah. You own all these fucking. Yeah. Here, here's another thing too: the yeah. laws. <laughs> so why wouldn't you? You get what I mean? Yeah. And you never got to worry about fixing your house because the one that you live in, you just call somebody and you just fix everything else that's making you money. Yep. And another thing that I was saying is the laws are designed to be able to cater to business owners that own property to be able to build wealth. So, like for example, I don't know if I remember telling you this. Um, I saw somewhere, I was doing research on this, on how to um, buy an entire, because the, the townhomes that I lived, they were for sale for a little while. They were sold for, for sale for like a million dollars or something like that. And I thought about it. I even told my friends, I was like, Let me, we should buy it. And I was looking in. For one house or for the whole? For the whole, whole neighborhood. Whole, strip. The whole block. Like you buy a One mil? Strip. That wouldn't be bad. That's a nice like, neighborhood. You know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and it's growing. As fuck. And it's yeah. growing. So here's the thing. If you buy if you buy a commercial loan, your loan, your percentage your points kind of like in the car industry are a lot higher but if as you if you do it as a consumer it's a lot lower and you have to live in it for a, x, amount, x yeah. amount of time but here's the thing you're buying five six townhouses and you're living on one but everybody's making your payment see that's the other thing i saw yeah. on uh tiktok this guy who said uh i bought a duplex you know duplex you buy the whole thing or you can buy the half he bought the whole thing and the person that was living the one next door he was making the mortgage for the whole thing, so he was living for free right next door. 
The things you have to be liquid though, because you have to like for that loan, I ha we had to come up with I think two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars to buy the whole thing, and then we would finance the rest. But think about it: if you were able to come up with two, three people, and or even do a personal loan, or if you were liquid, you could literally live free the rest of your life. And your biggest expense that you're going to have, it's always going to be the house. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's education and things a big part, you know, when it comes to buying cars or, or houses or anything. Do your oh, research yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Many Lots. aspects of Here's purchasing thing, something YouTube big. YouTube is a great asset for you guys. Yeah, I get, like, you know, now you have YouTube. You can just search it and learn about anything you want. There's times that, that I, there's times I lay down in bed at like 10 o'clock. And next time I look at the time, it's like 1 in the morning. Like, God damn, I got to work yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Let me I'm turn this off. Friends. Like yesterday, I was learning how to build cabinets and stuff. Was like, oh, that's AV right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. A little thing, thing right there. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Education and knowledge, man. I like that shit, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's good shit. It's it's a big part now, yeah. man. Especially with having, like, learn, like the kids right now are learning from home. So, as parents, like, bro, some of us haven't been in school in 10, 15 years, and we don't know, like, the new way of teaching. So, we, we're teaching the kids the, the old way of math, and they're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, they complicate it, and you, like, I, one of my friends, like, pretty much had to, like, yell at her daughter and said, this is the way you're learning because it's the way I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those where you got to listen to your parents at this point to like truly learn stuff mm -hmm. instead of having somebody else teach you the stuff. And I know me growing up, my dad told me something, fuck that, I'm going to go do what I do. And then I got my ass whooped. And then th they learned from Joaquin getting his ass whooped to not do this. Yeah. Damn, See, it would be nice if like in school they, they talked about like, how to apply for stuff, like your credit cards, how the credit cards work, yeah. how car, the car business works, Baby. how housing yeah. works. Well, that would be dope. Thing, but school, is the, I think, is designed to keep us just being, being stupid. Being, being, being the, following the nine system. to five. Yeah. 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 School yeah. is designed to be able to teach you how to go back to the system and work for somebody so somebody else can make, can make money. money. And you just got to get out of that, that mindset. Private, private well, I mean, schools kick in. Like the people that are making the fucking crazy changes when you start your own school, when you start asking, you can start teaching people whatever the fuck. But you want. Then, see, then it leaves us from the south side. What are we? No bullshit. We're gonna start one. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Fuck it. We we can do but, something like that. Yeah, man. I think uh, we covered a lot. It's about to be an hour and thirty minutes into the podcast. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I mean, just don't do it for the gram. Don't, don't do the do car stuff. So yeah, don't do yeah. it for the gram. I mean, it's cool and everything until you got to make that payment. Yeah. Do your research. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Call your friend if they're in the business. Doesn't get matter who it is. Call, a, yeah, call yeah. them. Call them and I mean, get their opinion. Go see them. Obviously, if, I mean, if your friend owns something or is selling something, help each hit, other. Hit them up first and they can't help you out with yeah. what you're looking for. Have them send you, guide you the right way, or recommend somebody for you. Yeah, that's what I do now. Like, some I sell Ford, so someone's like, "Hey, man, I know you sold Rams. Who do you know anybody that can help me out with the Rams?" And I got like six people. Who, how far? Where do you want to go? You want to go Edmund? You want to go more? Where, where do you want to go? Oh. So we just direct them to certain people, and then obviously I do my part and call call the homie and be like, "Hey, man, I sent you so and so. They'll be there around this time." Take yeah. care of them. Just last month, I sold, I didn't sell, but I was two people, two cars. It's like, I'm not in the car business no more. It's like, I got out of the car business because of the headache. And it's like, my friends, my brother in law was one of them. He's like, 
what about this? What about this? Like, man, motherfucker, I stopped selling cars because I don't want to deal with this shit. Call yeah, him. Yeah. Here, here's the number. Call them. Don't call me. <laughs> yeah, hell no. no, no. Uh, well, shit, let's just wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for coming through, man. We Pleasure appreciate that. Saul, thank you once again, man. Drop us some good dimes there, man. So we're going to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Sir. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.